Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So stay with us as right now we present. From the Pacific Northwest, are you from a place where there's lots of woods around? Have you ever thought about what it would be like if if you ran into a Sasquatch or a Bigfoot or whatever, whatever name you would like to call them. Well, we've got a, a, a gentleman with us today. His name is Frank. He's right there. And uh, he's written a book called Lord of the Wood. And it is about the about uh, Portland or about Oregon specifically and about the, the, the Sasquatch. And, and uh, um, it's great to have you here. So, Frank, Frank Giamanco. And I think I said that right, actually. You did. Yeah. How are you, sir? Okay, sir. How are you? I'm dandy, thank you. It's a beautiful day uh, here in the great Northwest, and I don't have to go into the woods because uh, uh, the Lord of the Wood might be there and and stuff. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't want to go do that. What, What made you think of writing a book about Sasquatch? Um, I, I was always fascinated with paranormal stuff, even as a kid, and uh, I was a big uh, Twilight Zone fan, um, and uh-huh. uh, it just, the idea popped into my head that uh, maybe there was, a, yeah, you know, an interesting fiction story here that we could uh, we could create, and something that was a little bit more, uh, uh, rather than be serious, uh, a little bit more tongue in cheek, a little bit, a little bit more fun, and uh, that's what I had hoped to do, and and I think I did. Uh, so that's where we are. We're good. Well, and it is. It's a. It's got. It's a comedy as well as um, you, as as well as serious as well as it's it. Yeah. It covers the the whole the whole thing. And uh, um, how long has the book been out now? Book's been out now about nine months, and uh, it, it's gotten some some pretty nice reviews. Um, it, you know, I mean, obviously, I'd I'd like to see uh, see more activity for the book, but uh, but uh, no, it's it's done okay. Well, that's one of the reasons why you're here, young man. Is that we hope to uh, because. We're in the we're in the Pacific Northwest, which is by lore has been the home of Sasquatch for like ever. And, and I've known I've known people that have claimed to know um about Sasquatch and and have claimed to have seen him or her, as the case may be. Right. Um they can't prove it. And I was kind of curious. So I'll ask you, you I know in your research, why is it that every film of a Sasquatch is is fuzzy? <laughs> uh well uh, <laughs> okay um geez uh the the only thing i can think of is because uh they're they're not actually taking pictures of a sasquatch they're uh-huh. taking pictures of a tree or uh, a rock or i don't know why but um yeah that, that's uh yeah I, I, I'm I'm not in the business of of proving the existence of Bigfoot. I'm in the the business of entertaining people with Bigfoot. So yeah, 
Yeah. So, well, what made you think of uh, Bigfoot specifically? I mean, there's lots of in in the genre that you're talking about. There's lots of different aspects you could have taken. What What was it about the Lord of the Wood uh, that made it okay. uh, work for you? All right. I, I wanted I wanted a, a a paranormal entity that was sort of almost classically American, and uh, and Bigfoot f- fit that description. Um. And uh, and I, I I really thought that you know if I I could again play around with the image of Bigfoot where uh, you know honestly in most of the uh, most of the uh, uh, documentaries you see or most of the books you read Bigfoot is 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 kind of a beast it's it's uh, you know an an, uh, an untamed uh, monster and I didn't want that. And the Bigfoot that I created in this story is not that. Um, he's uh, he's really kind of a, a nice guy with a good wit. <laughs> what language does he speak? English. <laughs> now, now that's interesting. That's interesting. It's kind of like Harry and the Hendersons. Do you remember that one from way back when? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except that even Harry and the Hendersons, uh, it was still, you know, it was kind of a primitive animal. Uh, mine is much more erudite. Um, has opinions. Uh, you know, has uh, is able to read, and uh, you know, and 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 talk about the the, uh, you know, the the nature of existence, so to speak. Hello. The nature of uh, hello, you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, oh, good. I I don't know what I sometimes in the digital world we have uh, just a moment or two. Are you you? But you're still there, right? I'm here. Oh, perfect. I haven't gone anywhere. So go ahead, continue. Continue with what you were saying. No, what I was simply saying is is that the the character that I I attempted to create with Bigfoot is, is not what you would uh, kind of conventionally expect. Where uh, again, a, a number of of the uh, the the dramas and even the documentaries deal with Bigfoot as as uh, as, as as kind of a, an untamed beast. And, uh, right. and my Bigfoot is, is not like that. Exactly. Now, did your, <laughs> I just get the picture of this big fella reading the paper, sitting on a stump, reading the paper. Uh, yeah, you, you got it. You, you exactly. You hit it. Um, yeah, he, he likes to, uh, he likes to read. Uh, he gets a, a kick out of, uh, he gets a kick out of reading supermarket tabloids. Um, well, he's and, in all uh, of them. What? He's in all of them at one point. And, that, and that's why that's why he reads them. He wants to. He, you know, he's like uh, he's like Donald Trump in that respect. He wants to see where his name is mentioned. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's and uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say that's that's a, that's a pretty cool representation of of what Bigfoot could be. And how is, so so in your in your book do you explain in your book how 
he has evaded capture for so long? Because he, you would think somebody would have to be pretty smart to be able to evade people for as long as he he or the species has. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, base, basically, um, the the way I have I've uh, well, I, the way I constructed the story was that you've you've got um, you've got two different groups of people. One group is from New York, and uh, they're out there uh, because you know the the the, the initiator of that that uh, that endeavor um, had come out to the, the Pacific Northwest. He was in Eugene, Oregon. And he actually spotted Bigfoot, and Bigfoot spotted him, and uh, it, it just it, it piqued his imagination, and he wanted to go back to find, you know, and, and prove that his vision was was uh, valid. And so he takes a group with him, um, uh, made up of his uh, his uh, best friend and his ex-wife and the ex-wife's uh, new uh, paramour. And uh, and also a Native American from the area who he had met, who becomes their guide. Uh, in the meantime, there's another group of, of several people who are from the local news station, and they're headed by uh, the investigative reporter on, on on the team, and she and a cryptozoologist and and her her crew are out there looking to make a documentary. Now the two groups never never actually crisscross but uh they're 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 basically looking for the same thing at the same time in the same area the cascade um, range and um you know and bigfoot knows it and uh he keeps toying with them he's a prankster and uh so he does a number of things to uh kind of put them off their game um and uh, and then that that's essentially where it's where it goes i mean um, you know, he does things like he he throws squirrels in the air, and um, he he also uh, he pees on a couple of the guys. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, just uh, he, he's he's uh, he has fun. He's a, he's uh, a prankster, and he'd have he, to be to um, to be out there in, in the woods and, now. Right, and that 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 you said you said how does he remain elusive? It's because he he, he performs pranks on people, and it it uh, it's disconcerting to people who have just a, a very rigid view of the way things should be, and uh, he doesn't have that. He's not he's unconventional. So I think this would make a great movie. <clears throat> oh, thanks. I think you want to make it. <laughs> You got a couple million bucks? Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't got, I haven't got any of that kind of money. But yeah. it, I mean, I can just see, you know, I, I was just picturing as you were describing it in my in my mind of of having the businessman from New from New Jersey or New York, and yeah. and then the the Indian that was local, and he would have a, some funny lines and right. the. Uh, um, because he was thinking these city slickers are are because he would be used to the woods and stuff. And yes, stuff. exactly. So, that's 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 correct. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you build the? How did you build this? How did you build all the characters? Did you do an outline and come up with each individual character and what they would be like? Or uh, some people do and some people don't. So what was your? Well, uh, no, I, I actually didn't didn't take that route, so to speak. Um, 
um, I, you know, some of the characters are, are based on, on people that I actually know. Um, uh, others of the characters just, just kind of came to me out of whole cloth. I mean, the, uh, the investigative reporter who is one of my favorite characters in the book, her name is Emerald Nemi. And uh, she's tough as nails, and she's a, a, a local. She's uh, she's half uh, Paiute Indian and half German, and uh, and she acts it. Um, and she's just uh, she you know she's a I, I think a very uh, dynamic character, and uh, it, it just uh, that's sort of the way it all came to me. That is an interesting. That is an interesting blood mix, half yeah. German and half and half uh, Indian. That or American, right. or Native American. Native that American. Would, that would be really a a conflict in terms of because uh, Germans are real stoic. I'm half German, so I can say it. Oh, okay. uh, Germans tend to be real stoic, and and Indians tend to be real spiritually minded and that kind of thing. So it'd be an interesting interesting mix right no she she's a different kind of a character and 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 so is the other native american in the in the story his name is john moon and he is a little well he's a shaman so he's a uh he's much more spiritual and much more uh kind of i guess emotionally evolved but um uh, you know just uh, that that's how they all came to me well, congratulations. I think the book, I know it's been out a little bit, but it, it hasn't yeah. gotten um, the publicity that it's due, which is, which I think the more that you do shows like this, I think the better off that it'll be. And, well, and I, yeah. I like, I like the title. I love, and you've also got a really cool uh, um, um, little trailer that, that you put together with that or somebody did for you well the yeah um, that, that, the, that a marketing organization did for me yes yeah how did they how did that come to be because that, that's really cool no it's, it's just uh, they came up with it on their own i mean based on you know uh scanning the book and and picking up uh you know picking up the essence of, of what the book was about and then they created that little uh that little video trailer yeah, that that is a huge animal suit that whoever's in that is wearing. I assume <laughs> it's an animal suit, anyway. I, I I would assume it's not a real Bigfoot, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's cause he has a beautiful coat, and I mean, his his uh, it's really it really is interesting. So, um, by the way, we're talking with uh, Frank Giamanco, and if you go to his website, which is frankgiamanco.com, you can find out more about the book. Um, I'm sure it's an Amazon. It's everywhere. And it's yeah, correct. And it's it's all out there now. I would recommend. I always tell people if you've got a a small um, bookshop in your area that that you like to go to, support the the little guy and uh, take them take it and uh, and have them order the book for you through them. Um, which would be Lord of the Wood, and and stuff. Do you have another book? Are you are you thinking about doing another one, or was this one a hard enough task all by itself? Well, no. I mean, it it, it, cer it certainly wasn't easy, and it took me uh, five years to do. 
uh obviously i was uh, doing other things also so oh yeah you know i i wasn't i wasn't as disciplined a writer as a hemingway but um um yeah i i do have uh, another book and and i have begun it actually and it takes uh the character i'd mentioned to you before emerald nemi and moves her from eugene oregon to new york city uh where now she uh you know, her hubris has caught up with her and she's been somewhat humbled. And so she's looking to kind of rebuild her career. And, and uh, you know, she's uh, doing podcasts and other things in New York City in Lower East Side. Uh, and she she gets embroiled in her own set of paranormal experiences, having nothing to do with Bigfoot. But um, again, I, I like the character so much. I thought that she deserved her own story. Cool. Well, that that sounds like fun. Now you've been in the publishing business for a long time, have you? Yeah. In, that no. That's you're absolutely correct. Yes, I I, I was in publishing for more than forty years, um, and uh, actually owned a publishing company. Uh, we uh, published periodicals, magazines, and journals. Uh, in the business-to-business business, uh, uh, sector, and uh, sold it in uh, 2017. And, uh, you know, and then I started doing some consulting for a lot of the companies I was working with. Uh, and uh, in the course of, of that process, started writing books. And uh, I wrote a couple of uh, business books. Um, and then uh, I was embroiled in... Uh, in uh, Lord of the Wood, and that that caught your fancy, and that that changed because I know you you wrote a couple of uh, business books. Um, yes, correct. And, yeah, and what were the names of those books, and what were they about? Um, well, I mean, basically, they were memoirs of of kind of uh, people, luminaries who uh, you know came out of the, the the specific business world that I had been covering. Uh, you know, as as kind of a, a journalist, and uh, the the first one was called "Making a Difference," and the second one was called, um, "What the heck was the second one called?" <laughs> uh, oh, oh, uh, um, never give up. Oh, I love both of those titles. Yeah. And, well, and, I, and, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to ask you, never give up. But is that, as it the title implies, never give up? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it was, uh, it's a story of, of, about, a, a, you know, an entrepreneur who uh, started with virtually nothing. And, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's another tough as nails kind of a guy. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's, an, it's an interesting story. It's a, yeah, you know, I mean, a, a guy who started with zero and wound up developing a company that he sold for 150 million dollars. Can I have that job? <laughs> then I'll make your movie. Yeah, well, that that's true. I'll tell you what, you could have that job if you give me one. Okay, we'll split <laughs> it. So, I, because being an entrepreneur, I tell you, I I was in the corporate world for a long time. And yeah. being an entrepreneur, entrepreneur takes a different mindset, and I'm trying to do that now. And it's just a different thing than being in corporate America and stuff, as you know. Oh, um, sure, absolutely, yes. 
and it makes it different. Now, the name of the first book again was what was um, geez, why am I forgetting these things? Uh, I guess uh, that's what happens with age. Uh, um, making a difference. Making a difference. I like that one too because that's what we try yeah. to do here. What What was the premise of that book? Well, I mean, essentially, it was the, it was the same kind of book. In fact, the these two the two guys that are were the focus uh, of both books um, were friends. They, they they were they were friends and competitors, and uh, so uh, and it's very interesting. Well, the thing that's interesting about it is that. They took a very, very different view of, uh, of you know, their, their roles in the industry and, and, uh, and, you know, their philosophies of life and stuff like that. They came, they came from somewhat different backgrounds, um, but they, they remained friends uh, for quite a while. So when you were publishing yes. and you did that for 40 years, did you ever think, I'm going to retire and write a book? <laughs> um no no i did not <laughs> i get the because uh, you know yeah. how difficult it can be and how how getting it published can be a problem and all that kind of stuff oh sure yeah 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 um uh, you know and and honestly uh you know the the idea the concept of, of uh lord of the wood was in my head for quite a while and i just could not start it i just could not figure out a way to start the, the book and um and and so I would I would put it off and I would put it off and I would procrastinate. And then finally, you know, again, about five or so years ago, it, it just came to me and I said, wait a minute, I could do it this way. And as, as soon as I began it, um, I, I started to write it. I mean, it just it, it's as though the book had been writing itself in the back of my head, you know. And uh, so it just. Uh, you know, ultimately, uh, well, there it is, 468 pages later, and uh, I have a book. Well, you know, what's interesting about that is that I have interviewed a lot of authors and and musicians and poets and mm -hmm. artists and um, actors and directors and, and virtually to a person. They all tell me that their, their passion project and what came to them, it just came. It just that. came. Yeah, it wasn't, and it may have even come from somewhere else. It may have been some people have called it a download, other people have called it just their imagination and and stuff. But it's interesting how that mm -hmm. how sometimes if you're in the right mindset and it's supposed to be done or you're supposed to do it, it'll just come to you the way it's supposed yeah. to. No, absolutely. I mean, it, it's uh, it's almost a little mystical. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's uh, when you sit down, you start to write fiction, uh, and if if you're not you're you're not too self conscious about it, which is a problem, uh, and you just let yourself go, it, it it's remarkable. Uh, you don't quite even know where it comes from. Yeah, yeah. I had a um, interview with a gal. Her books are coming out this fall, and uh, she's going to be on the podcast again or the show again. Uh -huh. And uh, and she woke up. And this is kind of a, it's a creepy, but kind of a good story. Are you ready? Yeah, sure. Yeah. And she woke up um, one morning at, uh, she was a, she's an orthodontist. So she has a thriving practice. She has like 16 employees. Right. And uh, she woke up one morning at four o'clock in the morning and she heard a male voice say into her ear, it's time to start writing. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. So she wakes up, she looks around, and she doesn't see anybody. She puts her robe on, goes in the bathroom, nobody's there, goes in the living room, nobody's there. So she calls her therapist and says, I think I'm I'm schizophrenic because I just heard a male's voice in my head saying that I needed to start writing. And um her therapist texts back, it was by text. She texts back at four o'clock in the morning, so that was probably a chargeable moment. Anyway, yeah. Um, she and she said, uh, "Well, did you start writing?" And uh, she, so she grabbed a journal, an empty journal, and a candle, sat down, and started writing. Didn't know what she was going to write about, but it's kind of like it just started going, just started flowing, and yeah. and the words just came, and the words just came until five o'clock in the morning. Then they stopped. Yeah. And then the next day. She wakes up at four o'clock in the morning. A little voice this time in her head says, it's time to start writing. Oh, my gosh. So for 18 months, she's writing between four o'clock in the morning and five o'clock in the morning every day. Right. Uh, Always prompted by the voice. Always prompted by the voice. Well, she couldn't get it out of her head. Um, So if she didn't write, she was it was it was like rattling around in her head. But if she once she put it down on paper, then it was gone. Uh, and then she didn't have to worry about it. So she would write like a chapter, uh, um, um, an hour. And, and it, so in any events that turned out to be 10,000 pages. And so she's turned that, she's turning that into four books. Um, yeah. but she swears it didn't come from her. And there's a story about her, um, and her childhood and what happened. Then it's in chronological order, but she, she swears she didn't, she just sat down and wrote it. And I think that happens a lot to um, people, creative people that that allow it to happen. It happened to you, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. To, to a large extent, that that's exactly true. Yeah, you know. Right. And uh, you, I would, I would remember, you know, while I was, you know, ensconced in the project, uh, dreaming about it, and okay. uh, you know, from the dreams, I would, you know, get ideas, and I'd wake up, and I'd say, "Oh gosh." Uh, let I remember that one, and uh, yeah, and I'd go sit down and I'd uh, apply it. Yeah. Now, did you have a piece of paper or a piece of paper? Did you have like a pad of paper by your bed so that if you were to wake up, you would write something down? No, I, n- I never did it that way. My I have a, a small office in my my home that's right down the uh, the, the hallway from the our bedroom. So I I just get up and walk to my little office. And uh, and sit down as I'm sitting with you, and uh, and get going. Now, did you write it on like shorthand or write it uh, write it out, or did you type it out? No, I always typed it out. I I, I never I never uh, I never wrote it on. I never put it on paper. I mean, I shouldn't say that. I'm I never I never wrote by hand. Yeah, but it worked for you to to do it. Uh, uh, by typing it into a computer. Yeah, no, I, I got so used to, um, you know, typing that uh, I, I no longer write on paper as such. I mean, I, I do, I make notes, of course, and things like that. But but for the most part, I, I sit down, I just call up the, uh, you know, the, the manuscript and get going. I would love to be able to do that. I'm, I'm, give me some advice. How can I start writing? How can you start writing? 
Yes, because a lot of either you know how to write, you are writing, or yeah. you haven't got a clue. I'm in the camp that doesn't have a clue. Uh, okay, come up with one idea that intrigues you. Write one sentence and look at that sentence and say, okay, what follows that sentence? And I think that that's, um, you know, as they say, a journey story, a thousand, a thousand, uh, what is it? A thousand foot journey starts with one step. Yep. Um, yeah. And, and I, the, that, that's one of the ways to do it. You just, you, you put down that first line or you know, that first paragraph and you look at it and you say, okay, well, now I know where this is going to go. And, uh, and you, you walk and you walk and you walk. Interesting. Now, did you have anybody read the, uh, like your wife or somebody read the uh, text as it was being written? Or did you wait for it to be completely done before you showed it? No, to I, I waited for it to be completely done. And then I had uh, uh, two different professional editors look at it. Yeah, and professional editors, that would be, uh, I would hate that job. Because, <laughs> <Quite frankly. laughs> so did, did, did they come back with uh, a bunches and bunches of edits that they wanted you to do? Um, well, I, I, had, I had one person who is actually a, uh, uh, a professor in the University of Arkansas who I had hired. And uh, at first blush, he, he loved the book and then got into it. And he said, well, OK, you made a mistake here. You made a mistake there. You did this. You did that. I wouldn't do this. And then I realized that, well, I should take just about half of what he's telling me and uh, and discard the rest. And the other editor was was really more of a mechanical editor, a proofreader, a copy editor. And she was very good. I mean, she just she knew how to how to kind of tighten the copy up, and um, and that that was the way it went. You know, it's interesting because if you, as an example, were to take your work and make it into a screenplay, and then you yep. went and sold the screenplay, um, yep. it would look nothing like what you wrote by the time it was all done. Oh, because I'm then the absolutely, I'm absolutely sure you're right. Yeah. Because the editor gets involved, the uh, producer gets involved. Producers get involved, yeah. The director gets involved and all of that, and so it, it it would change. So that's that's why some people prefer not to write screenplays because it's their work, it's their baby, and they're proud of it. And yeah. then, then it gets all chopped up and mixed up and all that kind of stuff, so it makes it tough. No, I, I, I concur. Um you know, uh, people who have, have read the book, uh, whom I know, uh, have told me that they thought, as I think you mentioned, that, uh, you know, maybe there's a movie in this. Personally, I think there might be uh, a, a kind of a situation comedy in it. Um, and, uh, you know, something that, that might go on Hulu or Netflix or something of that sort, um, you know, uh, particularly because... You know the 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 last third of the book. The book the book the book was divided into thirds. I didn't I didn't actually uh, produce it in chapter format, so to speak. Um, and the the last third of the book deals virtually exclusively with Bigfoot. And um, 
you know, I, I just, uh, I, that, that, that was the part that really was, was in, to my mind, the most creative part of the book. And, um, you know, I think, I think it, it lends itself to the possibility of a series. Oh, very nice. Well, if you put together a series, um, and, and we can come up with that $150 million you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll help you produce it. Hey, great. Thank you. Have, have you have you produced television before? Uh, no. Okay. All right. Well, that that's fine. I haven't written for television before. And so. I'm I am a podcaster and a radio host, and that's pretty much what I do and and stuff. So uh -huh. I, would, I but I do know people. I got people. You, you got people, people in the right places. I'm hoping that, uh, of course, you know the thing is about um, movie production and and stuff is that nobody has any money. And it takes millions of dollars to produce oh, gosh, uh, yeah. from everything that you want to do. But it seems to me like yours would be a lot of fun to do because you can take you could take Sasquatch and create him any way that you want to. And then exactly in the first part of the book or the movie, he could, they could everybody could be scared of this thing that's out there and and. And he's a big and he's imposing and stuff like that. And then the jokes start happening and right. the uh, pranks start happening. And, and and he doesn't really need to even don't even need to show him. But the prank, the pranks are going on and it's all of the stuff is happening. And that, that would be fun. That would be fun to. to yeah. To, to yeah. Do. So congratulations. Well, if, if you know, if you notice, too, on, on television these days, the most. Uh, the most popular, um, you know, series situation comedies are are of the paranormal. Yeah, and you've got you've got shows like uh, What We Do in the Shadows and the and Ghosts, and uh, and they're very very popular. And of course, they're they're all very much tongue in cheek. They're all very they're funny. Uh, yeah, and and that was what I was thinking is is that it, it's that genre that I like. Now the the uh sitcom uh ghost i i haven't watched that one yet is that the one where you've got the um the cavalry officer that's got a arrow in his neck yeah no he he was a uh um uh what was he uh he's not a cavalry officer he's uh um uh, uh what do you call it? I mean, he he was like with the, with the Girl Scouts. He was a scoutmaster. Scoutmaster. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and he he got killed. He's a scoutmaster, and he got killed by a girl and a and a. In yeah, a, yeah, exactly. One one of the kids uh, took a bow and arrow and shot him. So what? What? What a you know. If, when you get to the other, and I'm sure they've explored this, but when you get to the other side and everybody's got, yeah, I was in a horrible car accident and, and this happened. And, and, and he says, I was shot by a 12 year old girl in a, yeah. with a, with an arrow that that's not something that you would be proud of. I wouldn't think. No, no. They make fun of him on the show. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. So I, that's, that's, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. So, um, Frank, I, I've got to go do another show here in a little bit, but okay. I want you to give me an idea and tell me what you would like our audience to know. Uh, okay. Uh, you mean about my book? 
about anything that you'd like. Okay. Um, you, can, you can talk about one of the things, one of the oh. things I tell people about about the book is that you know rather than get very philosophical about it, just simply read it with the the um, read it with the, the perspective of I'm not going to take myself seriously. I'm just going to have a good time. That is, I think that's a great way to live life, personally. Yeah. And by the way, is the, um, I think it would be a hoot if the Sasquatch had kind of uh, um, a rust color to him and his last name was Trump. But that's just me. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I wasn't going to get that deep into the politics, but. <laughs> right. Except I I, I I like my Sasquatch, so. Uh... <laughs> well, and, well, and your Sasquatch right. probably doesn't lie, cheat, and isn't isn't going to jail for a long time. Yeah, so well, yeah. Now, now I just lost fifty percent of my readers. Um... No, no, just kidding. We're just making a joke, ladies. And I gentlemen. know. Yeah. Well, some people take themselves too seriously. It's amazing how that happens, isn't it? Yeah, I know. I know. So it's it's such a pleasure talking to you, sir. Well, and, thank you, Kevin. I enjoyed speaking with you as well. It was a great time. And go to his website, which is frankjamancol.com. That's yeah, G- you, you, yeah, I was going to say you should spell the last name. Yeah, I mean, I'm good. <laughs> well, I'll have you do it. You do it more often than I do. Right. Yeah, that's true. It's G-I-A. M M is in Mary, A N is in Nancy, the way my parents used to do it. C O dot com. Dot com. Yeah. And uh, the name of the book again is Lord of the Wood. Lord of the Wood. And uh, it's been out just a little bit. You go to Amazon, go all over the place. It's available for you. And uh, and tell your friends. And uh and it, it's it's a great, I think, judging from what we've talked about today, I think it'd be a lot of fun. And it is a lot of fun. Great, and it's got great you. reviews and, and stuff like that. So thank you so much Terrific. for being here. Thanks, is there anything Kevin. else you'd like to say? Anything you'd like to add before we go? No, just, uh, you know, thanks. Thanks for the opportunity. And uh, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll uh, get some readers. Exactly, and uh, you'll have to come back and we'll, and when your next paranormal uh, normal uh, book comes out, we'll have you back and we'll talk about that one. Oh, definitely, definitely be back. Very nice. Uh, wait okay. right there, I'll be right back. Hey, thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends.